uh, yes, we're playing works that were composed uh, for uh, for a wooden quintet, but also uh, we're playing uh, uh, popular music and music that was originally composed uh, for piano. And uh, I mean, we among our our members, we have uh, people that make uh, arrangements for for the ensemble. And well, a couple of friends that we can commission music to. But the thing is, um, most of the works we're playing were not composed originally for for the quintet. But we're making this, uh, yeah, uh, this transportation, this arrangement to to the to the quintet to also give it a, give it a, a, a fresh uh, a fresh point of view, right? From from us also. Uh, well, if I if I uh, may start with the with the songs we're gonna play, actually uh, I would say that this concert would be would be divided in, in three parts, where uh, the first will be uh, music from uh, the Romantic period in in Mexico, uh, late nineteenth uh, century, early twentieth century, um, with uh, two waltzes. Uh, the, the waltz was uh, very popular in in those years. Um, yeah, well, especially uh, from the influence of the Emperor uh, Maximiliano, and uh, also, well, a lot of people had a chance to to go to to Europe to study and then come back and and bring uh, well what what they what they learned and mix it with, uh, of course, with the Mexican culture. So this, uh, these waltzes that, that we'll play, which for example, the first will be from uh, composer Enrique Mora, the waltz Alejandra, which uh, this, this piece has a, has a very interesting story because it was composed, it was commissioned by uh, a, a person named, uh, Rafael Oropesa. I mean, the, the the question is the thing. The important thing here is that he uh, was in love with a lady named Alejandra. So uh, in those uh, years, it was very common. Of course, I mean, in people who who had the way to afford it, to commission a piece to a composer and and give it as a token of appreciation to someone you liked or you loved. And uh, actually, the 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 piece itself was, uh, or the printing itself of the piece was was a gift. So uh, it, you could uh, lure your uh, the person you like to some place, have the music played for her, and then you give the sheet music as a gift. And well, that was considered very very special. And actually, I mean, I have a, I'm gonna try to share my screen so I could show you how, how those, uh, because the covers of those pieces were works of art, literally. Yes. So let me try to show you because I did a little research. Yeah, here it is. So uh, look, this is the, this is a, and uh, and one of the examples. This was probably not the first edition, but this is a big idea of how how works looked in or how the covers of the sheet music looked in those those days. Uh, 
So you go, you can go to the publisher and have an artist make a drawing, and you get you have a very nice gift for for the person you love. Isn't that great? I always think music is always the greatest gift, isn't it? <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, it's something that stays there forever, mm -hmm. and we get to enjoy it. I mean, this piece was uh, was first performed in 1907, and well, still, we get the chance to to hear it and enjoy it uh, in exchange of a, of a bouquet of flowers, which yeah, could be very beautiful, but lasts a couple, a couple of weeks if you if you will, and then that was it. So yeah, I agree with you. Music is the greatest gift. So That's beautiful. That's a beautiful cover. Yeah. So this is this is from the first waltz we're gonna play, and then. Another waltz uh, from our composer uh, named uh, Felipe Villanueva. He, um, well, he also, he had a chance, to, he didn't go to Europe, but had uh, an influence from, from his teachers. And uh, he uh, composed this sort of waltz in 1890. He, he uh, played uh, music, uh, I mean, uh, piano and violin. And he started, among with other uh, composers and, and teachers, he started, uh, he, they call them the mu a musical institute, which is, uh, it, it was, a, it was a, like a center for people to, to go and, and well, as I say, I mean, learn, learn about music. And one of his uh, uh, pupils uh, was the recipient for uh, the, this waltz that we play, which is called Vals Poetico. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, look here, uh, you can see another uh, set of uh, covers for sheet music from Felipe Villanueva. The first image you see on the left is the actual uh, cover of the, of the first edition of the music. Oh, it's uh, beautiful, yeah. So, so you can, you can, uh, Read it, and, uh, and the top it says, uh, A mi discípula, señorita Maria Pascal, which means uh, to my pupil, disciple, uh, means Maria Pascal. I, I couldn't find much information about her, but uh, the, this, this Vals Poetico uh, gained a, a lot of fame among the, the uh, connoisseurs and society of, of music in Mexico. And I mean, it was declared to be one of the most uh, representative, representing uh, pieces of uh, what we call Porfiriato, which was the, the period where uh, President Porfirio Diaz was a dictator from uh, around 1880 till 1910 before the Mexican Revolution. So, um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's like like the anthem of that um, of that period. And uh, well, the, and the other two uh, images you see on the right, uh, well, they're from another waltz. I mean, this time uh, we want to have a chance to play, maybe maybe in the future. But uh, it's just this is just to to show how uh, the art was in those days to to present music and to. Um, yeah, make it make it look make it look great. Yeah, that's you know the that particular time period is my personal favorite. It um, 
it goes along with La Belle Epoque of the mm-hmm. late um, 19th century that turned uh, what you say the Porfiriato and and um, it's a time of very sophisticated music that was happening in Mexico in the in the Romantic period um, and then of course with Carlos Chavez and all of of the you know um, that new movement that na- new nationalistic movement in the 20th century this kind of went away a little bit but it's so interesting to go back and look at this kind of mix between Mexican and Europe and what composers came out with uh, writing this beautiful music um, it's definitely I'm very excited to hear <laughs> this music in the woodwind quintet setting um, but yeah I just think it's gonna be I just think it's gonna translate very beautifully yeah yeah, yeah I'm sure you you will see mm-hmm. and well I hear I I mean just along the way I found another another example I mean uh, for example the, these pieces are from uh, Juventino Rosas which is another their uh, Watts big Watts composer uh, Live in the same period of Felipe Villanueva, and uh, well, yeah, this is just to show show a couple of examples. I know this is for later. Uh, and uh, yeah, and another. This is uh, just a, <laughs> a little picture I found along the way of the, the also one of the first editions of the. Mexican national anthem was composed also around those years, but um, well, yeah. My my point is to yet yeah, show how how this this art was uh, all th- that also came with the music. It was, it was also, the whole it was the whole package, right? It was the whole exactly the whole experience, uh, the visual and the the also the music. Exactly, and well. Uh, then the next uh, section of the, of our concert will be now actually, actually music that that was written for for uh, the Wimbledon. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Arturo Marquez, which uh, you know this composer is, uh, I guess, uh, world known for his uh, Danzón dos. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, in this case, uh, he he composed this. Uh, Danza del Mediodía, or Noon Dance, as, as it, uh, it also is written in the in the sheet music. Um, well, this uh, this work, I I tried to do some research, but I couldn't find uh, a lot about uh, the the history of some background about the the name or or the word. But uh, of course, I can talk uh, about the music. Actually, it's also based on uh, on the same rhythm of the uh, danzón um it starts yeah actually i think uh it could be easily choreographed by either uh, a, a dancing couple or i think it could be, i think it could be also put on a contemporary dance set and it could also fit very well i think it's, it's very um yeah it's, it, i think it's very very fit it fits very well for dancing. 
Yeah, and uh, the, the the first part of the of the piece starts yeah with a slow this low feeling of the danzón, and then in the middle uh, it it turns into some kind of uh, ritual or some kind of a more uh, more fiery music, a, a little bit more like I don't know for example if you have heard the danzón dos, it turns a little bit the part of the trumpet solo. Yes. You know, so it's it's a bit more. Uh, I can hear it the, right. The right. rhythms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the, the rhythms are uh, more uh, more square, more straight, more uh, a lot of sforzandos. Uh, and then and then the the third part uh, starts sounding uh, also like more more like a, a mambo, more more moved, more. Uh, way more rhythmical and I, I would I would say the last part would be a less fit for a contemporary dancing more for like couple dancing you know and uh, I would say uh, if he didn't name this noon dance I probably would have called it uh, what the next dance on for uh, Marcus could be dance on nine or dance on ten you know <laughs> Because it's it, the structure is very similar, I'd say. Is and this, uh, is, I'm sorry, Nestor. Is this piece yes. um, is it written originally for woodwind quintet, or is yes. it an arrangement? Yes, oh. this this was originally written for. Wow. Okay, that's great. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, well, yeah. Uh, I, I'd say that, yes. This totally has the same structure as the. Uh, orchestral danzones, but yeah, in this case, it's explicitly written for, for the quintet. Mm -hmm. And now uh, the next piece, uh, well, actually, we're going to just play one movement uh, from Mario Lavista's uh, Cinco Danzas Breves. Uh, we, we have already played this piece in, in well, in, in a previous occasion. Uh, the, this piece is uh, I mean, I think we, for the context of the music we've been playing and the, the planning we, we made for this uh, for this concert, uh, we thought that this uh, piece was going to be a, a little bit, um, how do you say, like out of the context of the rest of the music. So I, I, in this case, that's why we chose to uh, only one movement, uh, which is uh, from the five dances, the dance number three. Uh, we we chose this. Well, I think it's our favorite movement of the of the of the five uh, movements that this uh, this work has. Uh, and well, uh, what we can say about this? Well, this is uh, completely uh, contemporary modern music. It's it's something that has actually nothing to do with the rest of the. Of the program, I mean, of course, it's a Mexican composer, but the style and everything is uh, totally written a contemporary style. Uh, but it's based actually on uh, th this movement. The third movement is based on uh, uh, composing composing technique used used in uh, from medieval times called the uh, uh, hocket, which is uh, uh, melody, which is uh, parted between two instruments or two voices, in, uh, or yeah, two voices or two instruments in our case, 
uh, while the the other uh, instrument, it, it, I mean, the hockey is played by the horn and the bassoon. So the bassoon starts melody and then the horn intervenes and then the bassoon again. Uh, so while we both are playing one melody, the uh, the oboe, flute, and clarinet are playing a different a different thing on top of us. Um, this uh, piece is actually very short, lasts probably, uh, I don't know, around two minutes or so. Uh, but uh, we chose it because, uh, I tell you, first is our favorite, uh, favorite movement of the, of the whole work. And uh, also, I think because it was the, uh, so something where uh, each of us could, uh, do something uh, very different to what we were playing before. So, uh, with this uh, with this piece, we will conclude, I'd say, the second part of the of the concert, and then to go to the to the last part. Uh, this this last part will be based on Mexican popular songs. Uh, what and we're going to play music from different authors. I think what uh, they all have in common is that uh, well, they were all very famous in whether it was by uh, uh, because their music was uh, made famous for films on the radio or uh, just became a part of, of the popular culture, even uh, from from television. So. Um, the first uh, song we'll play uh, from Alfonso Esparza uh, is called uh, Dime Que Si. Uh, this song, uh, well, actually, uh, most of the songs that we're going to play right now have this theme in common. They're about love and about the certainty and uncertainty of it. You know, like how how we think, oh, we should love me, I don't know, I wish it does, etc. And uh, well, in this case, the Mekesi or say yes, it's actually uh, well, yeah, uh, uh, just a, a person uh, talking about love to someone and hoping to be corresponded. Uh, what what uh, could we say about Alfonso Esparza is that uh, well, for example, uh, he he uh, was one of the founders of the uh, composers and arrangement uh, arrangers union back in 1995 because uh, this is what happened a uh, little bit what happened with uh, composers uh, before uh, you know 1940s 1930s they would go to the publishing uh, company and sell their work for uh, some amount of money and then depending on all the copies that were sold I mean the, the profits were for the publishing company and the composer was they sold their their rights and that was it and and i mean in order to, to change this a little bit uh alfonso sparza uh started the composers union which uh a, a couple of years later in 1949 became the mexico city society for writers and composers and this is the the society that up to date uh, protects the copyright of thousands of popular songs so uh wow so that's a big that's a big deal that's a big legacy exactly yeah yeah so uh 
from uh, from Alfonso Esparza, well, he composed also a lot of songs. And well, this is this uh, a personal favorite of our clarinet player Alma Huerta. She well, she chose this song and she she made the arrangement. And uh, well, we're we're playing this. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is actually. I mean, this, this concert also has uh, a lot of uh, our personal taste or what we ha uh, have experienced. Uh, I mean, actually, because you know, we're. Uh, I mean, we're kind of a young, young assembly. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm one of the oldest members, and I'm 35 years old. So a lot of this music, actually, we heard it because I don't know, we probably were nine or ten or twelve, and we were watching uh, an old movie on on TV. Or also here in Monterey, there's a radio station that plays. Uh, music from, I guess the the latest is the 1960s. Yeah, so they play songs from the 1930s to the 1960s. Actually, you can you can sometimes hear the the needle of the turntable. <laughs> sometimes they even play records. Wow. Uh, so yeah, and especially well, we heard we heard music on, on the radio and then we we had a chance to watch it in movies and say oh that's that's where that's where it comes from that that uh that's uh the relation you know between the what we heard in the radio and we then what we saw on, on tv so uh for example uh the next uh piece we're going to play is uh estrellita from from manuel maria ponce also a big big composer Super famous in in Mexican music. I mean, we know him for his or, or orchestral works, but he also has a, a lot of uh, songs and especially love songs. So, in this case, uh, Estrellita uh, talks. I mean, uh, talks about a very similar uh, uh, subject of your song, which is uh, in this case, this uh, there's person who is asking star in the sky about also if he's being corresponded by by the the person he loves um so and also this well this piece has uh, been sung by uh, i don't know a lot of people a lot of people uh the latest uh, version we've heard is uh from the singer uh natalia la Furcade with uh, an, an, an arrangement, an, an orchestral arrangement uh, composed, I mean, or conducted by Alondra de la Parra. Uh, that's, that's the latest version I've heard, but there are, there are many, many, many of them. It's a, it's a Mexican favorite. And uh, the next piece is called well, actually, this was this was uh, something uh, we we discovered kind of recently uh, from uh, also Mexican composer Maria Grever, we whose I mean original name was uh, Maria de la Portilla, but she married uh, she married uh, someone from the United States, moved to New York, and uh, I mean she also had a chance to go. To, she got, went to France, studied music, studied piano, studied composition. Actually, she had a chance to study with uh, 
that do we see about uh, among her her teachers? So uh, she gets all 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 this knowledge in France, uh, comes back to Mexico, uh, marries this uh, this uh, American man, Mr. Grever or Grever, I'm not sure about. <laughs> Uh, G-R-E-V-E-R, and then uh, they, they move to New York, and uh, Maria makes her life goal to promote Mexican music from someone who was born and raised in Mexico and lived in the U.S., so, and she had, she had a chance to uh, become a, a music writer for... Uh, for Hollywood, Hollywood movies. Wow. She 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 wrote uh, many many scores for uh, for Hollywood movies. Which, for example, this song, which in Spanish is uh, "Te Quiero Dijiste," but in English uh, in English the name of this uh, song was uh, "Magic Is the Moonlight," who, uh, which theme was used in a 1944 movie called uh, Bathing Beauty. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, we actually here in Mexico, we only heard, of course, the Spanish, the Spanish version, which has also been sung by, by uh, many interpreters. But the, actually, the, the new thing for us, uh, which we, we found out, tell you, uh, when we were uh, planning this concert and we did a little research and we found out that Maria Grever composed this piece and it is, uh, that is used in the opening credits of this movie. And I mean, the, the music is, is, using a, on, is used on the opening credits. And then uh, five minutes into the movie, you listen to the Spanish version song yeah, as part of, uh, part of the movie. You know, in, the, in those years, it was very popular to you have uh, all the plot going on and then they insert a song in the middle and then they go on with the story. But, but songs, uh, I mean, all the, music, all the movies were musical, m many of them. So this, uh, this song is used there. And he also talks about, about, about love and about this uh, making it a very beautiful description of, uh, of a woman and all the reference and all the uh, poetic language it uses. I mean, it's very beautiful, beautiful. This time, well, it, it will be instrumental, but the lyrics are very well known and I'm pretty sure uh, anyone who hears it can uh, sing their song in, in, in their head. That's exciting. I'm really looking forward to hearing that particular selection and I love that that you mentioned the, the, the life in the United States, right? The representation of Mexico, Mexico's, Mexico's musical uh, talents, musical life in the United States, in particular in, in the Hollywood industry. Um, it's so important. Um, and really yeah. what we're trying to do here as well is that, and, and the reason why I started this project is to bring that awareness out more, um, not only in the U.S., I mean, mostly focused in the U.S., but, you know, we know that through the internet this can be watched globally. But it is, the, it is the making the connections 
with the U.S. and Mexico through music that that frankly, like you know, we need a lot right now. We need any any kind of positive connection that we can make between the two countries will be very beneficial because the political climate is so tense right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. I'm sure it's a fabulous work. Yes, yes, yes. It's very, very beautiful music. And uh, well, to to close this uh, this concert, we're gonna end with two pieces from uh, another composer, uh, Ruben Fuentes. Uh, Ruben Fuentes uh, was a composer whose also music whose music also was very widely used in Mexican music. I mean, in uh, Mexican movies of what we called the golden age of of Mexican cinema, which uh, I think its peak was around the decade of the 1950s. So uh, this song, uh, Cien Años, was uh, made famous by uh, this actor, uh, Pedro Infante, uh, who was a big, big, big movie star. And uh, well, it was uh, used in the in the movie as as part of the also as part of the a plot in, in in the middle of the of the of, of the movie. This uh, this happens. Well, this is uh, this movie is a, a bit more uh, uh, on the typical Mexico on uh, some uh, town with uh, you know everybody wearing their. Uh, uh, sombreros charros and dressed as, as charros and the ladies wearing those uh, colorful dresses with uh, uh, you know uh, green white and red uh, bows I mean th th this movie moves in in a typical in a more uh, like traditional uh, Mexican small town yeah it's a folk folk uh, setting more traditional more representative of that nationalistic exactly. era that happened in around that time in the 19 in the 1950s 19 you know they when you know when radio came about more and mariachi came about uh, to be more popular so uh, so yeah yeah I can see it visualize I can see it in my head right now the, <laughs> the way that the movie and it's obviously probably in black and white exactly yes yes it's in black and white and uh, yeah, actually, I mean, the scene is uh, there. There's uh, Pedro Infante who pulls the mariachi from the from the all the people, uh, and the, they're behind him, and they're uh, he's sitting in a in a cantina. He, they're in a table, and he's looking at in the the character in the movie is Elsa. So uh, he uh, looks in the eyes. To Elsa and sings the song to her with the mariachi in the band and a lot of people around. Uh, I mean, I think it's a it's a very beautiful scene and a very beautiful song too. I really like that you are doing the music from La Belle Epoque, right? From the more for the sophisticated European late 18th, uh, 19th century, and then you're doing this music from this era in the mid. Uh, 20th century where there's like the traditional 
uh, folk, more uh, emphasis on the folk Mexican, and 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 the, the like you said the golden age of of, of movies in Mexico, uh, which actually was an international. Uh, I mean, it, th these movies were global, right? I mean, they 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 represented Mexico globally, and it, it's it's interesting to think about because I I almost feel like uh, you know th these movies helped um, almost um, uh, strengthen those stereotypes that a lot of people think that since they you know they watched in other countries they watched these Mexican movies and they they see the sombreros and the and and the you know all this typical folk Mexican they think that that's what Mexico is right they think that yeah yeah they, they they had so strong influence that it stuck that yeah, very much movies they that it stuck right in in the United States for example here they saw probably some of these movies and they thought oh Mexico is only folk music is only mariachi and and sombreros and this but um so it's it's good to counterbalance that with with some of that uh, earlier times of the music where the more in the romantic period because i feel like that also that gets lost sometimes people don't understand that mexico had a romantic period in music mexico had a classical period in music they had even a baroque period in music right um, so it's it's nice that in this concert you're bringing all of that together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was uh, yeah one one of the uh, main purposes of uh, of this concert. Try to I mean of course it's too broad. It's hard to bring every single little thing on the on a concert. Yeah. But um, but yeah th that was that was the main. Uh, the main purpose of, of this try to try to cover as much as we could, but also while well, putting, uh, as I told you, uh, some of our of our own uh, uh, contribution of what we like and uh, the thing that we actually got uh, 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 motivated to make the arrangement, to put the time, and share it with the world. All right. Well, speaking of that. Um, how, where, where is it going to be broadcast? The the concert, and, you know, is there, is there a ticket? Is it free or is it open? You know, is it live yeah, free or is there a link? Yeah. Well, before before I, I get there, let me tell you just only about the last song we're gonna oh, we're gonna yeah, play. Oh, of course, absolutely. I'm skipping ahead here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's it, this is the last song. It's it's it, it's pretty brief. Um, also from Ruben Fuentes. This one, this song is called uh, La Viquina. Uh, I think the uh, for this song the most famous version is from uh, Luis Miguel. I think. Uh, I mean, if you if you YouTube, I mean, if you try to Google that that song, it's uh, you're gonna find the first 137 hits are gonna be covers from from Luis Miguel. Uh, I mean, what what we can say about this song. Actually, this, this is a little exception of all the love and uh, love uncertainty that we've been uh, dealing with on, on these past songs. Actually, these songs it's uh, yeah, just about um, a lady who was wearing a bikini in a beach, <laughs> and uh, and the, the composer just I mean he was there. Uh, and he saw this this woman and uh, just 
made up a story about her, like just uh, by looking at her and looking that she was, I don't know, probably in a certain in a certain pose or in a certain way of standing. And he just by looking at her, he didn't even know her, but made up a story about her. Like, like he said, no, I think she, this lady stands up there very proud. Probably she has been let down by love. But she overcome it and now she's stronger and she can decide what she wants for her something like that so uh, yeah this uh this song is is probably not as deep as the other ones but uh also it has uh received uh a, a lot of fame and uh especially great arrangement from from mariachi because something i i I wanted to mention too that Ruben Fuentes was uh, part of uh, and also very well known of the also well known uh, Mariachi Vargas de Tecalitlan. These Mariachi, uh, I mean, they also like to, uh, even though they are Mariachi and they play with the typical instruments and they have the typical sound, they also like to. Um, do some experiments and play some vanguard, uh, avant-garde things. For example, you can find them playing uh, orchestral arrangements or orchestral music played with, with mariachi uh, or um, also bringing music. For example, in these days, they bring uh, some, some of the more modern pop music turned into a mariachi and that's, the, the the ensemble is still still going on on, on on these days and and they they've been so successful they have great musicians so uh Ruben Fuentes wa was one of the arrangers and composers for, for Mariachi Vargas in the 1950s so um well yeah that that uh that talks about the the great qualities he had as a uh, as a composer. And well, uh, now moving on to the to uh, how how can we enjoy the concert? Yes, uh, there's this. Uh, well, we have our own uh, Facebook page, uh, Quinteto Alices. Uh, I can share with you so you, so you get uh, more uh, the, the actual link, and uh, so you can share it also. And uh, from the Facebook page of the Tres Museos complex, uh, which I mean, they actually will be producing and broadcasting the concert, and uh, well, we'll share it uh, with you, and then you you can share with all your audience. All right, yeah, I'm, I'll definitely put that on. I think Facebook is the one that has the most reach um, for us, but uh, we also have a YouTube channel, and of course, we have the blog, the CarlosChavezProject.com. So. Um, mm -hmm we'll put that on there as well. I'm so happy that we were able to to touch base and talk about this concert that sounds like- Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for, for giving us a chance to yeah, talk about no, it. And thank you for programming this this music. And, you know, no offense to to Hindemith or Nielsen, right? Because they're <laughs> also amazing and we love oh, yeah. them. But, uh, but it's good that to hear woodwind quintets also tackle this music as well um it's it's definitely deserving 
So sure, yeah, 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 and I think it's uh, it's part of our uh, of our responsibility. I think as us as being, uh, I mean, from this uh, reading of the world, from being from this country, and uh, well, you know, given uh, how how the spreading of the culture and the mu and music is from here. I mean, I think it's uh, yes, we need to know all the classics and. Yeah, we need to play everything that has to be played, but also, I mean, we we have to uh, share and spread what's uh, from here, what's what's from us. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So here we are. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.